try not to, when I start talking fast, I'm freaking out. So try it's to okay. keep it even. Brad's gonna be fine. Yep. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith. Although with our guest today, I'm thinking I might change my name to Locke. Uh, and you'll get that terrible joke when I introduce our guest, Liz Cunningham, who is a locksmith, uh, even though she doesn't have the name. But she works with Key Harbor here in town, right on North Main Street. And Liz, welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy to be here. So we met, uh, first we met at the Azalea Festival when y'all had a booth. Yep. I was like, oh, somebody right around the corner from where I live that does keys. This is good to know. And then we met again when I lost the clicker to my truck. Yep. And of course, as, as everybody knows, once you lose that, your vehicle is practically totaled. <laughs> it's just unusable because, uh, well, fortunately, it's not like a super smart truck with no actual key. Yeah. <laughs> it's just click to unlock, but still total pain because the alarm would set automatically and I could still unlock it with the key, but then the alarm starts going off until I start the engine with the key. So, you know. I could not get out of the house and go to my workout group at 4.30 in the morning with my alarm blaring in the carport driveway. Your neighbors would hate you. Right. Uh, so, would, so would my wife. It, it <laughs> would wake up all the children. But uh, we, we got in touch, got the key fob made, and then, of course, thank you, Mr. Murphy, that afternoon I got a photo from my wife saying, hey, is this the fob for your truck? Oliver found it in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so fortunately now I have a spare. Uh, but you're, you're with Key Harbor and, you know, tell us, tell us your journey so far. How'd you get started? What made you interested in keys? How'd you come to Somerville? Well, um, the business started about 10 years ago. Okay. Um, my dad needed a career change, um, and he kind of needed a partner to go along with him in a new journey. Um, and it just made sense um, for me to help him with it because we had a mutual interest in locks and electronics. Right. And so um, I started apprenticing with a licensed locksmith to get my locksmith license because in North Carolina that is a requirement. And um, I just kind of had a knack for it and have always enjoyed it. So what did you do before locksmithing? Uh, before locksmithing, I worked in an architecture firm and I okay. was pursuing um, law. Actually, I was oh. in risk management, which interestingly kind of works out with this. <laughs> um, but uh, I decided instead of law where it's all kind of conceptual that I really liked mechanical things mm -hmm. because it's tangible. And if there's something wrong with it, you can fix it. Whereas with law and words, I mean, there's... You have three different attorneys. That's right. You're going to have three different opinions. That's right. And they, they could all be yeah. valid. Yeah. With a lock, it's either locked or unlocked. Or broken. Or broken. <laughs> right. It's like, if it's broken, it's like, oh, we need to fix this piece, and then it will work again. Right. Nice. So how long, how long has Key Harbor been here in Somerville? Or I, I guess, you, so you've been doing locks for about 10 years. Yes. So we have and, two locations okay. now. Yes. So um, the first location is up in Raleigh. Yep. Um, and I started that with my dad in um, 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. um, in September, I opened uh, this location here in Somerville. So less than a year. Right. Fantastic. Almost a year. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's, and, and so right as of recording, we're in July. Mm -hmm. And this will probably be released right around your year anniversary. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. So happy anniversary. Thanks. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, so how, how'd you decide on Somerville? Well, actually... Um, I mean, obviously, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's a special place. So my husband lived in Charleston when we met. Okay. And um, he moved up to Raleigh. We lived there together for a while. And then um, we always just kind of had a tug to come back to the Charleston, Somerville area. And uh, so we moved back here in uh, 2015 and just love Somerville. The small town feel, yet so many people live here. It's also mm-hmm. somewhat metropolisy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, everybody loves to complain about traffic. I know. That's for sure. I know. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Although I suppose with your with where your location is, you could have like like a sandwich sign. You know, someone just walk around like, keys made while you wait. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're sitting there in traffic trying to get out of the freeway. Here, just, you, you need a key? No problem. I'll be right back. 90 seconds later, here's your key. Yep. <laughs> they, 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 they may have moved 10 feet. That's right. <laughs> So tell us about what services do y'all offer? Like, what do you see most common that somebody needs when it comes to, I mean, maybe not the services that you offer, because I mean, obviously keys and key fobs and stuff like that, but what do you see as the most common thing that somebody needs with, with what everything that you do? Most commonly, right? when people get a new or pre-owned vehicle, mm-hmm. they only get one key. And it's okay. just an accident waiting to happen, just yeah. having one key to your vehicle, um, as you kind of realized. Mm-hmm. And uh, so usually we just make a spare key for someone so they have a backup um, and sometimes a third just so that one can be stashed somewhere in case, you know, the secondary right. key gets lost as well. One to lose, one to use, and one, one to for keep. emergencies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one for when the second one got lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So in, in your, and you know, from there, let's jump right into the whole advice giving part of okay. the show since we are the advice givers podcast. No, in, in your industry, um, what do you see, I mean, what would be some piece of advice that you could give just regular people to have a better life? Well, right? first of all, um, I would recommend having two keys to anything that's important to you. So that's your car, your house, um, your safe, if you have a keyed safe, your boat, oh, yeah. if you're lucky enough to have a boat. <laughs> or, or unlucky enough to have a boat. <laughs> Um, but I would say that's, um, number one, just because a lot of times, you know, people don't really realize how important keys can be until they need it and they don't have it. Well, we don't think about keys because they're just part of life mm-hmm. until suddenly, oh, like for me, when I'm driving our minivan and I'm like, oh, I'm going to the office and my office key is on my truck keys. Right. And I'm like, shoot. Yeah. I can't do anything because I'm just stuck outside. It's frustrating. It's inconvenient. And then if that key was lost completely, it can get really expensive. Right. When, you know, you could, if you lost that key, for instance, it's a $3 key to make to your office. Mm -hmm. But say it was gone, you're looking at a service call, somebody coming out and Mm rekeying, you know. So this simple little thing just gets so expensive and unnecessary. Even if you just have a backup key somewhere Mm -hmm. that's outside of where you need the key for. <laughs> you have a backup key <laughs> right. for your office and it's locked in your office, that's, that's not helpful. That's a problem, no. That's not helpful. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, it seems so obvious, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yes, absolutely. You know, I tell customers like just, that all the time. And what, is it, what does it cost to get a spare key? Just a regular metal key. You said $3? Yeah, like $3. Yeah, a couple of dollars. Right. As opposed to what does a rekeying 
cost to have a locksmith come out and rekey a door? Uh, sixty to a hundred dollars, probably. Yeah. You know, to get access back to your house. Yeah. Where your key is inside. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't need a rekey. I just need you to come out and and, and open the lock. <laughs> okay. I like it. Two keys to everything. Yep. Keep going. Um, additionally, a lot of people don't realize when they buy a new home, um, that they should definitely get it rekeyed, mm-hmm. whether that house was lived in before or not. Um, if it was lived in before, obviously the previous owners could still have keys. Not that they're untrustworthy people, but you know, you want right. to make sure nobody else has keys to your house. If you want to house. know how many keys to your house exist, rekey it. Right. And then with new construction, um, the contractors who built the home right. uh, will often have keys as well. And those locks aren't rekeyed, you know, when the keys are released to you. So, now, Let's talk about that for a second because I see that sometimes, you know, I've, I've heard that the contractor locks that are put in brand new construction, they're a type of lock where when you insert the homeowner key, it disables whatever master, whatever contractor lock uh, was working. Am I, does that make any sense to you? No. no? Right, have you heard of this? Um, I've seen little roller balls in locks, um, okay. for that, but I have not actually seen that be the case. Ah, so they, that's what people say, but you seeing the inside workings of these locks are like, eh, I'm not sure this works. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think okay. That that's how that works. Um, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Yeah. Um, and two, you know, the real estate agents and, you know, everybody has copies of the Man, keys if, floating if, around. If you want to know how many copies right. of your house key are floating around, I mean, the only thing is rekey. Right. What does, what does a service like that run to, re, you know, like a front door, back door, garage door? Okay. If there are only three doors right. um, and they're pretty straightforward, probably about 100 to 115. Okay. That's not bad. You know, and for the service call all the time. Keys, I yeah. assume. Okay. Yeah, that would come with two original keys, okay. uh, which are code cut, and then, you know, additionals can be made, but those are copies. Okay. Nice. So, 115 bucks gets you the peace of mind. Peace of mind, Of right. knowing how many keys exist to your house. Yep. Then, of course, make sure you have uh, at least two keys to everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. Nice. Next, I would say, um, if your locks or anything start acting up, do something about it before it turns into an emergency. You know, <laughs> if you're having to jiggle your keys in your lock to get in, um, the odds are maybe your key is going to break or um, the lock uh, has something in it that needs to be taken okay. out. And, you know, one day the odds are you're going to go to open up your door and it's not going to open. So um, that kind of leads to my next one too. have a backup plan. Um For instance, um, a lot of the proximity start uh, cars that we have now today, where you can just keep the key in your pocket and start your vehicle with the push button on the dash. My aunt has a car like that, Mm -hmm. and it cracks me up that the car is so darn smart that you just walk up to it, but you have have to pull the handle twice Mm -hmm. in order for it to unlock, Mm -hmm. and... I guess it's smart enough to know, but it also like locks automatically when you leave the car. Right. But I guess it's smart enough to know if you leave the key fob in, like there's no actual keys. So there's, well, there is. Okay. There's a certain kind of, I, I describe it as a bubble around the car yeah. um, within the a certain fence. distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it detects the keys there. It's asking the key questions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And if the key responds correctly, the car responds correctly with unlocking and um, allowing you to start the vehicle. This is so sci-fi right now. I'm (laughs) I'm imagining like the car being the Death Star and then the rebels flying up to the Death Star is the key fob. And like, here's our access codes. Yes, you have access. Sorry. (laughs) This is not the key we're looking for. (laughs) Um, But a lot of times with the proximity vehicles... um, the battery in those smart keys Mm -hmm. depletes quickly because they're sending signals to the car a lot. And a lot of people don't even know how to start their car um, if that battery and that key (laughs) dies. Yeah. So um, some vehicles... I'm pretty sure my aunt does not. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy to me that dealerships don't go through that. Probably not as long, not, can't last as long as like a regular clicker. It does not. Because when, with a regular remote, you're giving the remote the command to send a signal. This other thing is just automatic. It is. And a lot. Um, It must just be constantly, or maybe it's constantly in receive mode. And when it receives a signal from the car, then it starts transmitting. But still, it, it's always on. It transmits on. a lot. It's always on. Yeah. Um, when, when, when it's within that yeah. certain bubble of the vehicle. Um, but if that dies, there's either a slot in the vehicle to put it in, and the car can energize it enough to get a signal out of it to start. Okay. okay. Or um, some of them, you have to physically hold them to that start button, and then the start button will energize it. And so what type of batteries do these use? Rechargeable? Lithium. Lithium batteries? No, okay. not rechargeable. Um, but yeah, a little lithium. Watch tight batteries. Wow. And then also... Oh boy, also. There's an also here. Yeah. Dude, those, <laughs> those vehicles can be so complicated. So also, there is a little emergency key tucked into all of those proximity keys. A lot of people don't even know they exist. A lot of times that's what holds it on the key ring. And you can slide that key out to open the door. So if the smart key's dead and it's not unlocking the vehicle, you got to know where that little key is. And sometimes the lock is concealed on the vehicle. Some people don't even think they have a lock on the outside. That's why I was saying, I don't think there is a key because there's no, I haven't seen a key on this key fob. Right. It's inside it. And I haven't seen where you would put the key in on the car. Yeah. A lot of times the handle has this cap on it and you would use the key to kind of pop that cap off and then you'll see the actual lock cylinder. Wow. There's always a bypass, but a lot of people don't know what the bypass is for mm-hmm. their vehicle. So I recommend looking in your owner's manual and getting familiar <laughs> with that. Figure where that bypass is. Yeah, you know, because otherwise you think you're stranded right. and that's going to cost you more money and inconvenience. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You yeah. know, that in a nutshell is what I try to instill in my customers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and with... With the with the um, advent of these techno keys, it can be really expensive to service them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, For I'm, instance, there's a range of Lexus. Um, Back when they started putting computer chips in the keys, um, from like '97 to about 2002. Is that like the metal key with the chip inside the metal? It's like, not in it? the metal. It's okay. in the plastic head of the okay. key. Okay. Okay. So different than what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, you're probably thinking of like early Chevys. They had a chip you could see. That's That's called a VATS key. Okay. And that's the very first generation pretty much of anti-theft technology. Okay. That actually is um, a resistor chip, and that completes a circuit in the ignition. Uh, Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, it just has to be the correct resistance. Old school tech. That's right, that's right. (laughs) 
Um, but the newer ones, they're called transponder keys, and they've got that transponder chip in the head of the now, key. Now, wait a minute. Did you just use the word transponder in a legit way? Yeah. Because I thought that was just totally a Star Trek term that didn't No. <laughs> the transponder is reading green. <laughs> okay, so ladies and gentlemen, transponders do exist. They do. Next thing you hear, we will learn that the force is also real. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How does this car know I'm close to it? It's the force. All right, I'm sorry. Off on a tangent. Keep going. No, you're good. The, uh, so the, the, the Lexuses, the Lexus within, key, that certain, right? within that certain year period, about 97 to 2002, if you lose all the keys to that vehicle, oh Lord. It, the dealership will often tell you you have to have your computer replaced, um, and they charge in the neighborhood of $1,200 or more to do that. Um, we have a way of removing the computer and doing a reflash. And so we can add um, some keys to it that way. But we have to, you know, find the computer, remove it. Yeah, (laughs) We do it in the neighborhood of about 500. Less than 1,200, but way more than a key. Yeah, you know, if you just get a key, it's like $100 or something, you know. So it's just a lot cheaper if you do it while you have it rather than when you have nothing. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. In, In this, it seems like in your industry... I suspect most of the calls that you get are from people who did not take any ounces of prevention. Yes, that's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is about um, 50% of what I do. Okay. Um, A lot of people do try to prevent, um, but I do have a lot of situations where people have no keys to their vehicle, um, especially if they have small children. (laughs) 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 Um, And they just can't figure out where that key is. Um, And often they're going out of town. It happens at the worst possible time. Of course, because you're in a rush. Yeah. And you've been knowing you need to deal with it for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then finally it's crunch time. It's like, I can't, I just, I can't look through my house anymore. I know it's somewhere in this room, right. but I'm not digging through any more stuff. Let's just go and right. $100 later, they have the right stuff they need. Yep. <sighs> Ask me how I know. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get those calls too. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's like... Uh, the library book that's been missing for three weeks and finally I'm just like, okay, what's it cost to replace it? And then the next day, oh, there oh, it is. It was behind the bookshelf. That's like, absolutely are you, right. Are you kidding me? Every time. Yep. Every time. Uh, fantastic stuff. Any, any, any other, any other piece of advice? I don't want to stop you if you have more or we can keep moving forward. Um, I would say also it'd be a good idea to give a key to a friend or close relative, um, someone that you trust so that you have that backup plan. I mean, to me, it's all about having the backup plans with that because well, it's that, just that the worst being of, locked out or something. You know, when it comes to technology, we do this all the time. We have offsite backup. Yes. Whether you're using CrashPlan, Mobi, Dropbox, you know, whatever system you might be using, mm-hmm. you know, if you have your backup to an external hard drive and it's in the same room with your computer and your house burns down. Right. All your backups are gone. The cloud. Yeah. So you back it up to the cloud, which is just another hard drive somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And all your stuff is there. Do the same thing with the key. Yeah. Have an extra key. Give it to somebody else. Put it in the cloud. Yeah. Put put it in the cloud. (laughs) You have somebody somewhere that will keep a spare key for you. You know, parents, siblings. Well, maybe not your siblings if you have ones like mine. I'm kidding. (laughs) I love y'all. But give a spare key to somebody so that when the day comes... And yep. all of your keys to whatever it is are gone. You have a backup. Yep. A it's reliable easy. friend or relative. Yeah. Okay, there we go. 
qualifying it with that qualifier. I love it. Okay, well, Liz, we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling along into the second portion of our conversation, which is what we call the final four. Okay. All right, we got four questions. Question number one. When, when you pause from work, because I know as a small business owner, work is rarely over. There's just lulls when you get to work on paperwork, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're not actually doing other stuff. Yeah. But when you pause from work, what do you do, what do, you do to, to, to chill? What do you do for fun? I like to play music. Okay. If my mind is in that place, I like to play piano and write songs and sing sometimes. And then... Um, and I like how long to- have you played piano? Oh, about, I'd say five solid years, but off and on my whole nice. life. Yeah. I've really embraced it within the last like five years. Awesome. And we have a piano here. Oh, no, I'm kidding. We don't have a piano here. Her Thank eyes God. got super <laughs> wide. <laughs> <laughs> Music. That's fantastic. Uh, anything else that you just. I like to of- be outside. Outside. And just kind of commune with nature. Outside playing your piano? Oh, no. I've done that before. Oh, yes? Yeah, totally. My husband plays guitar, and we've gone to a park, taken a little travel piano, and he had his oh, guitar. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was cool. It's important to mix up the environment, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody loves the piano guys videos. Right? Yeah. It's like, how did they get the piano right there on the edge of the Grand Canyon? <laughs> I want to see the behind-the-scenes video. Right? Oh, music. Oh, my gosh. Love, love music. So final four, number two, question number two. In the next 12 months, in the next year, what are you most excited about professionally? Professionally. <laughs> okay. Um, it doesn't have to be prof- if, if it's something more exciting, what are you most excited about that's going on in your life? Um, I'm most excited about taking my daughter to Disney World. It's like right around her awesome. birthday. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but professionally, um, I'm, uh, I've got my eyes on some new equipment. Um, okay. I get a lot of calls about Mercedes because um, unfortunately right now, um, the only ones who can do Mercedes keys are Mercedes. Right. I do Mercedes repairs, um, but not new keys. Okay. So um, professionally, it'd be really cool to, to go ahead to, and get that to... equipment and, and help those people who call me desperately wanting a second key to their Mercedes. Well, and you know, they make Mercedes right down the street mm-hmm. right. and uh at the mercedes plant my father-in-law works here oh, and cool. volvo volvo what about volvo keys can you do volvo keys i do and i'm actually um a i have a feeling volvo like a, cars are going to be oh really big in this market in the next five ten years and they're so difficult <laughs> <laughs> um they're very very specialized um i am an authorized volvo service center um it's kind of like an accreditation that i had to get and i'm one of the only locksmiths in the country that can do volvo wow it takes a lot to do volvo (laughs) um because you have to download a file to the car and you have to have authorization to get that file it's oh my gosh a whole big thing it's completely different than any other vehicle so our, my, the first car I drove that was kind of my car was a 1984 Volvo station wagon, uh-huh. you know, 240DL. And the key, it was uh, a single key. One side would unlock the doors and you flip it over and then it would start the ignition. Yeah, the I've, I've cut those. The, yeah, the problem with the key is you don't know which side is which. Yeah. So when we had a copy made, because we did have a copy, we asked the lock. He's like, just take that that grinder thing or something. Just put a notch in the side of the key, not like in the key part, you know, in the handle. 
Yeah. So we had a notch. So we could just like, okay, nope, that's the right. that's the ignition side. Yeah. But I loved their system because it's like 1984, and they had designed the car so that you couldn't lock your key in the car. Yeah. Like if you would lock, the only way the driver's door would lock is if it was closed. Mm-hmm. Now I guess you could roll the you could figure out a way to lock a key in, in the car, but it wouldn't lock unless it was closed. Yeah. And when you locked the driver's door or unlocked it, all the locks would open. Right. Like ka-chunk, mm-hmm. ka-chunk, they would all open or un- a lock or unlock. And like That's kind of ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Yeah, because I have a 2015 Tacoma, and if the vehicle's running, I cannot lock my doors. Yeah. And sometimes that's a little bit of an inconvenience, but, you know, I still appreciate it for those times when I've been, like, getting tools out of my truck, and I close mm-hmm. the door, and it's running, and I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did I just do this to myself? So, so you got a Disney trip. Have you been to Disney before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but has your daughter been? Yeah, but she was a little bit younger, so I think she'll really she'll get remember it more. It. She'll get it. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And the uh, Mercedes keys. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a big thing because, you know, the entirety of the time I've been in business, people have been asking about Mercedes Um just because, like I said, right now, it's just the dealer that provides the new keys. Although I do the repairs, mm-hmm. you know, for people who have the key that doesn't work anymore. And wh- where do we go? I guess, do we have to drive down to Baker? Down for, is that the only yeah. Mercedes dealer? As far as area? I know, yeah. Yeah, so if you're up in Somerville, it's it's a day trip. It's a hike. Yeah, you got to yeah. get down there. They got to work on the key. Then you got to get back. Oh. Got to do a day's worth of paperwork yes, to indeed. get a key. <laughs> All right, so final four question number three. What's a good way for the audience to get in touch with you? By phone okay. would be the absolute best. Um, What's the phone there for the, for the shop? 843-990-3895. Mm-hmm. And that is a number that you can call or text. That is my business cell. So okay. I have literally always got it on me. Okay, excellent. Except for when I'm in Disney. <laughs> <laughs> it's staying in Somerville when she goes to Disney. <laughs> Okay, the office cell phone. Fantastic. All right, final four question. Number four, what's a parting piece of advice that you'd like to leave with the audience? Just make sure, like I said before, that you have a backup plan. Backup plan. Uh, yeah. And, and I that think can apply to your life too. Well, especially now, we're in hurricane season. Mm-hmm. So having some sort of plan, not just for keys, but... Yeah. If, if, if keys are not in your plan for an emergency, they should be. Absolutely. Because if you have to evacuate your house quickly, you know, are you going to take all the keys with you, leave a key, hide a key, leave a key with that reliable third party? Just have a plan. Have some sort of backup plan. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Bonus question. Not in the notes. Surprise. Oh, <laughs> simple. Just, you know. From everything, with everything you have going on, family, small business, music, uh, what is, what, what's a tool or what's a thing that is keeping you sane right now? What's, what's holding you together? Coffee. (laughs) Coffee. There we go. Coffee is... Actually, you know, even more so than coffee, I would have to say the gym just because, Mm. 
you can have a lot of pent up energy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the gym, it just, it's just good for your mind and good for yeah. your body and rejuvenating. So yeah, coffee in the morning, gym at night. There you go. Coffee <laughs> in the morning, get, get the, get your coffee on and then get, go detox at the gym, get all those positive endorphins. That's, that's excellent. Liz, I'm so glad that you took time out of your schedule to be with us this week. Uh, listeners, really, please take this to heart. Although, if you don't take it to heart, Liz is happy to help you. It's just going to cost you more. That's right. <laughs> you, you, can, you can go get copies of Keys Made now, or you can wait until you lose it and then call her for a rekeying or an emergency call. But for real, and, and I mean, the overall theme backup. Have a backup. Mm-hmm. Have extra keys and get this ounce of prevention done. And it's right here in Somerville, North Main Street. So if you need keys, automotive or otherwise, give them a call. You can find them online. They're easy to find. Give them a phone call. You look up Key Harbor on Facebook. Look them up on the yep. web. There are all those places. We'll put them all in the show notes. You can just click in and go. Uh, don't drive down to North Charleston. Don't drive to the dealership to get keys for your cars. Right here. So show some love, show some support for local Somerville businesses. And if you like the show, share this with a friend. Share this with someone who needs to hear it. Our goal at Somerville Advice Givers is to increase the impact in the community. Liz, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Yaden. Appreciate your time. Here at Somerville Advice Givers, we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and we'll talk with you next week. <laughs>